Stuart had been up all night. He had tossed and turned, unable to sleep. All he could hear in the back of his mind were the words of that country preacher about standing before God and giving account for his life. And his life was a mess. His drinking had taken over. If he landed in jail one more time, he could lose everything. If something didn't happen soon, he'd lose it all anyway. But all of that didn't matter a hill of beans when it came to dying. All his popularity and fame, all of his money, wouldn't change the fact that he was unprepared to meet God. Then there was Jesus dying on the cross, a bloody scene so hard to imagine and yet so passionately declared by the preacher. What am I going to do, he thought. What about my career, my reputation? Everything could fall apart, and then what would I do? But compared to eternity, these things were nothing. It was at this point the tears began to roll down his cheeks. His sobs awakened his wife, Susie. What's the matter, honey? I don't know. I don't know. Honey, you're scaring me. Now tell me what's going on. Baby, I can't keep going on like this. Call that preacher Billy. He's staying over at the Langham. I've got to talk to him. I've got to settle this tonight. I'm Ronnie Brown, and this is Forgotten. In 1949, Billy Graham's Los Angeles Evangelistic Crusade was off to a very slow start. Even though he had had a press conference to announce the series of meetings, very few, if any, of the local papers were talking about the event. Hoping to help the meeting, Presbyterian Bible teacher Henrietta Mears, a supporter of Graham, invited him to her Beverly Hills home to speak to a group of Hollywood personalities of the day. One of those present was the raucous and rowdy star of cowboy western Stuart Hamblin. Hamblin had played lead roles in some of the many cowboy westerns in the early days of Hollywood. He shared the spotlight as a singing cowboy with popular actors such as Gene Autry and Roy Rogers and John Wayne. But Hamblin's life off-screen had become a reflection of the hard-living cowboy that he portrayed on-screen. He was known for his excessive drinking and gambling and fighting, ending up in county lockups on several occasions. Hamblin jokingly referred to himself as the original juvenile delinquent. But what was happening to his career was no joke. By 1949, Hamblin's wild lifestyle was seriously affecting his life and career. That was what made this encounter with Billy Graham so unusual. The preacher and the prodigal Hamlin was the son of a Methodist minister. He hit it off at this chance encounter and became fast friends. Not only was Stewart an actor, but he also hosted one of the most popular afternoon radio programs in Los Angeles. And as a result of their meeting, he invited Billy Graham to come on the radio with him and to promote the crusade. Billy agreed knowing that this was a huge break for his endeavor. After their introduction at Henrietta Mars' home, Billy developed a burden for Stuart and was praying that he would come to faith in Christ. While on the radio, Stuart warmly conversed with the budding evangelist, invited all his listeners to come on out to the crusade. During the interview, 
Graham personally invited Stuart to come to the meeting as well. And Stuart said he would. And he was true to his word. Stuart and his wife Susie came several nights during the three-week crusade. But by the end of the third week, despite Billy's prayers and earnest preaching, Stuart made no indication that he even remotely considered coming to faith in Christ. As the scheduled three weeks was coming to a close, the local crusade organizers felt that it had not reached the intended impact. Only in the last few days was it showing signs of momentum. They approached Billy about extending the meeting a few more days. Although Billy had been in evangelism for a couple of years, he had never been approached about extending a meeting. He retreated into prayer with God. He felt as though he needed some kind of indication from the Lord as to what to do. Like Gideon of the Old Testament and his fleece, he asked God for a sign, something that would leave little doubt as to what the Lord wanted him to do. One night, just before the end of the crusade, Billy was awakened by a phone call at 4.30 in the morning. It was Stuart Hamblin, and he was an emotional wreck, crying uncontrollably. He begged to see Billy as soon as possible, and without hesitation, Billy invited him over. As Hamblin made his way over to the Langham Hotel, Billy, along with his wife Ruth, awakened the evangelistic team and asked them to gather together in prayer for Stuart to be saved. It wasn't long before Stuart and Susie arrived to meet with Graham. And by the morning's light, Stuart had put his faith and trust in Jesus Christ. That day marked a transformation in the life of Stuart Hamblin. He spoke of his conversion to Christ on the radio. All of Los Angeles heard what God had done in the life of this rough cowboy the night before. Local papers picked up the story, and it wasn't long until all of L.A. was talking about what had happened to the radio cowboy. The news of Hamblin's conversion marked a turning point in the Los Angeles crusade. After that point, Crowds swelled night after night. More and more people were coming to Christ. Billy Graham took the conversion of Hamblin as the sign from God which he was asking. The meeting was extended for another five weeks. By the end of the crusade, through the incessant coverage in newspapers and magazines, Billy Graham became a household name. Later, Billy Graham called Hamblin's conversion, quote, the turning point, end quote in the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association's ministry, launching them onto a worldwide stage. Not long after the crusade was over, Stewart ran into an old friend on the streets of Los Angeles. His friend, another cowboy movie star, John Wayne, had caught wind of all the commotion and how the man had changed his ways. Wayne asked him, What's this I hear about you, Stewart? Stewart replied, Well, Duke, It's no secret what God can do. What he has done for me, he can do for my friends too. Wayne smiled and said, that sounds an awful lot like a song. And sure enough, later that day at his piano, Stuart Hamlin sat down and wrote, it is no secret what God can do. What he's done for others, he'll do for you. With arms wide open, he'll pardon you. It is no secret what God can do.
Forgotten is written and produced by me, Ronnie Brown. You can find out more about this show at ForgottenPodcast.com. I'm also on Facebook at Facebook.com slash ForgottenPodcast. Forgotten is also available on various podcasting apps, such as iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Downcast. Be sure to stop into iTunes and leave a review. And as always, thanks for listening.